everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. We're doing another Perfect Concert playlist. This episode is part two of our Queen and Bowie episode. This time we're moving into the 80s, which frankly, uh, Ron, I don't know what I was thinking the first couple times of that list. Uh, we had to split it up because it was too torturous. <laughs> All right, so I believe I went first last time, so it's it's your turn. My turn. All right, for part six, we'll start with David Bowie. Let's Dance uh, from 1983. I like this song. This, I mean, who doesn't like this song? But I found an interesting tidbit on this. this hey, is that that drinking game we did before? Make it right, guys. Tidbit. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting tidbit. Anyway, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan played on this song. No way. Yes. So the guitar here, I mean, if, now that I know it, I can hear it because he's got a very distinctive sound. Although that relationship soured real quickly because apparently he wasn't very happy with the music video when it came out because it shows Bowie playing or mimicking playing. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I don't know if yeah. there was credit given to Stevie Ray and he's, you know, anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on to number two, Scary Monster and Super Creeps from 81. Cat People. Uh, song's good, movie not so much. Uh, <laughs> no, that movie's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, but occasionally one sneaks through that I really, really like. And it just hits, and Blue Jean was one of those. Uh, Modern Love, Under Pressure, which is technically also a Queen song. Um, I cannot not sing Ice Ice Baby every time I hear this song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can still sing like almost all the lyrics. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I still find myself listening to that. I don't have a cassette player anymore, so I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> Otherwise, I would still be throwing that in there. Um, and uh, embarrassing the crap out of my kids. Although there's some music on that album, I probably wouldn't want them hearing anyway. But, alright, so for my last three songs, I'm kind of cheating here. <laughs> because the 80s brought with it the Labyrinth soundtrack. And soundtrack? Track? Soundtrack. And uh, I don't know, just Bowie's vocals uh, complement really well with Trevor Jones' soundtrack. And the three songs I liked on there, he had four, I think, but three of them were Magic Dance, Within You, and Underground. And if you guys knew me personally, you'd know I'm a kind of a theater guy. I, I love soundtrack music, so if this isn't your moment, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were listening uh, to the wrong person. Right. This is the person here with a, with a theater degree, so. <laughs> That's right. There you go. All right, so and I, I was going through this, and I, I can see why it was heavier in the 70s for Bowie than it was in the 80s, because he decided to start that, that band, Tin Machine, in 87, and I feel like he never really recovered from that. The band is, they're, I don't know, I guess if they're a normal everyday band, I wouldn't even notice it, but it's Bowie, and it just feels like he didn't know what to do with the band. I don't know if he was bored by himself or what, but it just... For me, it killed the momentum, and he never recovered. So most of this is real early '80s. Um, so, and, and our list, I think, is almost the exact same, uh, just different order. I wanted to start off with putting out fires with gasoline, the Cat People song. Um, I love the way. I just feel like that would be a really great way to like open up the stage, like slow, moody lighting, and then just boom. Yes. 
Um, then uh, Let's Dance, which I sing to my dog all the time when I want to take her to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Zoe. Oh, I even named my dog Zoe, by the way. Zoe Bowie. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was wearing my Bowie shirt yesterday when I went to the gym. <laughs> um, but I always say, uh, Zoe, you want to go to the bathroom? And then I'll put on my shoes and let's dance. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. And then she'll just stare at me and like, just open the door already, idiot. And I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, three, China Girl. Uh, four, Modern Love. Five, five, uh, Blue Jean is interesting because it's more guttural, like visceral than most of his songs. He really just like all of a sudden like bursts with rage. Yeah. Um, I'm Afraid of Americans, the one that he did with um, Trent Reznor in the 90s. Like, I think it's his only hit in the 90s. Um, I don't think I know that one. Yeah, that's the one where he started going into like the techno sound, and that slowly started his comeback. But he he never really had another like big album again. But um, Ashes to Ashes is the '80s sequel to Ground Control. Um, I really like that one. That one's a good midpoint. And then uh, Magic Dance from Labyrinth. I don't know how you're gonna really do it the same way because he can't have like 13 puppets on the well screw it it's a fantasy concert we have the muppets show up i said that knowing full and well that nine and ten are collaborations and and that so dancing in the street so instead of obviously mick jagger it's gonna be um uh, freddie mercury uh and then number 10 is under pressure and that just goes right into uh, into the Queen part. Um, I just feel like, yeah, the 80s is a lot of uh, kind of like random all over the place for him instead of the, that really... I had to leave songs behind, a lot of songs behind in the 70s because he had so much uh, unbelievable content. See, I was kind of the other way around because you know me, I'm always... We'll take movies, for example. When uh, we go to the movies and we look at this, you know, I don't listen to the critics. I make my own decision. I go in and I watch the movie regardless of whether people say, don't go, don't go, don't go. Yeah. And I can always find something cool about, well, not always. Yeah, there's been a couple movies you and I have gone to and been like, oh, that trailer was good. This is not. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, they were right on this one. Um, But yeah, but the same goes with you. Like a lot of people say when when Bowie got into the 80s, everything kind of fell away. And they, I read something when I was doing this research uh, that, when women was shot, that he kind of became a recluse after that. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. He uh, he didn't want to do a whole lot of live stuff anymore, and it, I don't know creatively if that had anything to do with that or not. But I found that I was easy. It was easier for me to find some music that I liked by him in the '80s, and I don't know maybe it's because you know I'm an '80s nut, but. Um, to me, in the night in the seventies, a little so most of it was a little weird, but you know it's all in your own taste too. So um, a lot of good. There's some gems in there, obviously. But, yeah. Well, I feel like um, that way with um, the the Queen. Whenever people talk about Queen, it usually dies around 1980, 81, or whatever. But I'm like, no, no, that's when they really get into the era that I love. Eighties is, I think, the better era of Queen. But that's just yes. me. All right. So it's your turn. Listen, listen to Queen. If you listen to Queen in in the seventies, they're very much more of a uh, a visceral rock group than a lot of the songs. Some of it was really started where they started spreading their wings a little bit into the more experimental sounding, more epic sounding, I guess is a better word. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, they were really more of a, an actual rock sound. 
Yeah, in the uh, 70s, he sounded like a carnival. You never know what you're going to get. It's going to be wild and weird. Yes. <laughs> but the 80s, it seems like they really... I mean, there is one album. I think the... I can't remember the name of it. It's the one before It's a Kind of Magic. Or maybe it was... Well, it was like 82 or whatever. There's like no hits off of that one. And I listened to it, and it's like they're completely lost after they did the Flash Gordon soundtrack. But then they just find themselves like right back again, and you know, Radio Gaga was a huge hit. Even though I, I did not add that to my list. That's a weird song. It's so strange that that was. Such, that's baby talk. Baby talk. <laughs> well, I find myself singing it every time. It's I know <laughs> it's 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 still a catchy song, but it's just so strange that we were like Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga. Yeah, sure. Radio Gaga. I'll on that one. All right. So. All right, so saying that leads into um, my list and again just like the 70s honestly I think the queen, uh, the 80s makes it even worse for me <laughs> why, why do I have to pick just 10 um, but I start mine off with Flash theme from Flash there's some other great tracks in there well, football fights fun Bolton's theme the battle theme just to name a few but um I have a lot of good memories from the soundtrack with you guys, especially Dave. If I'm yeah. memory serves me correctly, he absolutely loved that movie. Um, anyway, um, sorry guys. Uh, no, it's it. would be, what uh, I was going to say real quick though is uh, I believe that's the first CD that was ever that we ever special ordered from. Was it on cue? Was that the place that we oh, had? Yeah. We, we, yeah, because we were in there when they first opened, and Dave was looking around for a CD. Uh, he was looking for that soundtrack, whatever, because we had just watched the movie, I think. Well, at least for me, I watched it for the very first time. And they're like, no, we don't have it in store, but this book here, this giant beast of a book, you can go through, and we can order it for you. We're like, what? <laughs> for those of you of the modern era, that's what we used to do. We didn't have... Select MP3s to order online. Yeah, or Amazon to order any CDs from. Yeah. We had to sign up for uh, trials at BMG and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got our music. <laughs> My name is Ron Millen Ham now. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> you are a ham. Is it weird that he, he didn't like Star Wars, but he loved Flash Gordon? <laughs> it seems like they're so in line with each other. <laughs> No, not Dave. Um, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. you didn't like Star Wars? Remember he says that. It's in the lyrics. And I didn't like Star Wars. Oh. Bicycle. Right. Bicycle. But Dave did like Star Wars. Yes, he did. Everybody loved Star Wars. Who was kidding? <laughs> they absolutely loved Star Wars. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, where was I? I um, don't know. You're on number two number or, two. or whatever it was. Number two. From Hot Space 1982. Dancer. Uh, body language would be the next one. Uh, tear it up off the works. I've got a few off of that one. Hammer to fall is an absolute favorite for mine. Yeah. Uh, Freddie just rips up everything he sings. It's that voice just makes you want to get up and. Uh, best voice? <laughs> um, is it the best uh, voice in music? It's music. I mean, obviously, and, and Freddie gets the energy going. You know, just I mean, he works with it. I mean, it, it's it's all a whole, obviously, but. Um, I go crazy off, also off the uh, works. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you had the same boat with me on this one. Number seven, um, a kind of magic LP, whole darn album. 
Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you think I was cheating? No, just it'll, it'll be compressed. It'll be um, what do you call them when they put do a whole bunch a medley? It'll be a medley of all the songs. Medley. Okay, so if I had to make a medley, I don't know. If I had to pick a few off of that one, and I won't, I won't cheat. I would say, "Who wants to live forever? Don't lose your head." And Princes of the Universe off this one, my absolute faves. Um, that line. You remember when I used to be big into Man of War? Yes. <laughs> There's a line in there. I have inside me blood of kings, and then the way he delivers that line, I think of Man of War. Yeah. It's like, I just I, I liked Man of War's guitar work, but I don't like falsetto singing very much. Actually, hardly at all. <laughs> and Man of War always like one of those. Oh, okay. Do you remember we were working on the front yard the first time you played that for me? And I was like, what on earth is this? <laughs> for those of you who don't know Man of War, look it up. It's very um, it's very cheesy. Sword sorcery. But... Yeah. <laughs> But it's supposed to be like storytelling and that sort of music. Yeah, it works with Iron Maiden. Metal, so well, it worked with Iron Maiden, so I can see why other bands copied it. Right, right. Uh, let's see, so without cheating, I'll go on to number eight, The Miracle. Love that song. This, this whole album, The Miracle, is actually really good. Yeah. That song in particular. Uh, I want it all. Who doesn't want to sing that one? Get up and you know yell at it at the top of their lungs when it comes on. And I have to say, when we talk about weird songs that are kind of off there a little bit, um, Queen has one called The Invisible Man, and of course, you got to listen to the extended version, because, you know, the more witness, the better. And that would be my number 10 round off the list. Yeah, The Invisible Man is kind of forgotten in the singles that they released towards the end. It is unusual. It has a whole different sound than what they usually do, but I, I, I like it. I find myself singing it sometimes. No. Because at work, I work at one of those welcome booths kind of things, and uh, people, I will say hi to them, they'll walk right past me, and <laughs> I will sing, have the invisible man, beep! <laughs> um, Alright, uh, 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 I have to prepare myself for this one. Alright, <clears throat> uh, starting off with One Vision, and just like uh, putting out fires uh, with gasoline, it's one of those like slow builds, and then boom, I think that's a great way to open a concert. Um, Princes of the Universe, uh, It's a Kind of Magic, uh, number four is Who Wants to Live Forever. Look, I could have done the whole album, this, that, that, yeah. so, that was the one that you and I listened to the most, because that's the only one that you owned that wasn't a Greatest Hits collection, because that's what we had in our house, was a Greatest Hits collection. Uh, that was the Highlander soundtrack, of course we Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I move off from that, okay, so I'm not stuck on it. Uh, number five is Breakthrough, um... <laughs> Number six, I want it all. Uh, number seven, headlong, which I think I want it all. I want it all and headlong go really well together because they're just like really yeah. fast, clean, you know, driving songs. There's no like goofing off or anything like that. Um, I'm really, a lot of Queen songs that would get you in trouble on the highway. I'm so flabbergasted <laughs> looking at this list right now, and all of these are hits. And they just didn't connect in America. All of them. I don't think any of these really broke into the top 40 in America. I don't get it. I never understood that. Yeah, this is wild. Um, and this is after they had that big comeback in 84 at Live Aid with Radio Gaga. And everybody was crazy for them. They closed the show. You think you would think, but no. But they are just... You look at the charts on Wikipedia of the singles and how they did. At some point, they just drop the USA off of there, and then they bring in like Switzerland or something because that's the only other place they were charting. And I was like, "What the, huh?" <laughs> yeah. 
Um, number eight is Play the Game. After those two hard driving songs, I'm going to bring it down a little bit. Um, and then right into Another One Bites the Dust. Look, I know it's cliche. I know it was their biggest hit of the 80s, but I love that driving bass. And do you remember what wrestler always came out to this song? Oh, wait, you I, are, did not, I did not watch wrestling as much as you guys did. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I only watched it really when I was a kid. Was uh, Junkyard Dog. Dun, dun, dun. And like, oh, yeah. Um, you're right. Wrestling. Well, wrestling was always on in the dorm room that Dave and Brian lived in. So it just yeah. seemed like it was constantly on while we were just hanging out. I never really cared what was going on. Um, I usually say, yeah, I didn't really watch the TV at that point. I don't have patience for those matches. I don't understand why they go on for 20 minutes. Yeah. Even Rocky, well choreographed with a storyline, don't go 20 minutes. <laughs> why? Yeah. Um, and then number 10, I, I had put this earlier, but I realized this is the absolute perfect song to end this on because if this is fantasy, and once this fantasy is over with, we have to go back to a world with no Freddie Mercury, which is heartbreaking. Um, but his yeah. legend will always live on, and uh, the show must go on is the way to end the show. I almost got teary there. I almost got kind of choked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great song. It was going back to... Um... Was it the music or was it Freddie, right? Because definitely Queen had a very unique sound and definitely a large driving factor of, of the band itself because that's the only reason they could have carried on after one going away. But again, you know, like you said, I, it's a special place in our hearts. Yeah, it's it does tell you something that um, almost like every single band who loses a singer or, or a guitarist whatever they always get replaced and the band continues on yes technically Queen continued on but did they have any new albums I don't think they did I don't think they created anything new they just went into the vaults and released like you know two albums of uh, the stuff that had never been finished yeah A through Z of Queen yeah some of these albums I'm looking at here I, I don't remember them other than the Queen Greatest Hits from 91. Honestly, everything I... When I first got into Queen, that was the album I had. It wasn't until um, uh, my stepfather uh, and my mom got married and I saw his collection of albums and really started getting into them and actually seeing more of, doing more of a deep dive into their stuff. Yeah. And, well, it was... Yeah, we had the Greatest Hits collection. What, what was the 82 album you had a couple tracks off of? Yeah, it was 80. Uh, hot, hot Space would have been out in 82. Okay. Yeah, so Hot Space is the one that bombed really bad, and the next one didn't do that well either. But, um, Which I don't understand, because there's a lot of good tracks on that one. But, uh, I think Hot Space might be the weakest during that era for me, but it's still not bad. Yeah. But I remember that's when they started putting out the greatest hits collection. That's usually what happens to a band. If they have enough to collect up, it's like, hey, let's remind everybody how awesome we are in case, you know, the last couple didn't do well. And that's, I believe that's how we got the cassette of Queen's Greatest Hits. So it stops at, uh, I believe, um, it's either Flash Gordon or Another One Bites the Dust is the end of that album. And um, I didn't, I mean, we listened to that all the time, but we never listened to anything else past that, which is weird. But, um... A, you had the It's a Kind of Magic album. When did you get that, by the way? Did you get that after Wayne's World? Um, actually, I got a copy of that on, you know, the good old cassette days from um, Brandon Smith back in the day. Okay, yeah, because I remember you had, you had a recorded copy, and I think you had, like, Robin Williams somewhere in there or something. 
Um, but I remember like when Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, reignited the world's love for Queen and, and introduced them to a whole new generation. That's all of a sudden like they were on so many soundtracks after that. And uh, they had that big concert as a tribute to him. If it hadn't been, I mean, I don't want to diminish them, but if it hadn't been for Wayne's World being such a massive success and that being so critical to the movie, I don't know where Queen's popularity would be right now. Would they be as legendary or would they fade away a bit? Well, I wonder if they, I have to look at stats on it. I wonder if Bohemian's one of their largest hits because of that movie. Yeah, I'm also wondering um, how their album sales went after that movie. Like, did they just, right. like, did because I remember reading, there was an article in Entertainment Weekly, really when they first launched, and they had written an article about how Hollywood Records, which was, you remember Hollywood Pictures, the movie company? Uh, they had a record division. It was a, all owned by Disney at the time. Um, but they had made a huge deal to buy the entire Queen catalog and then also sign them to new albums. And they were like, is Queen even worth this kind of payout or whatever? I think it was like, 25 something million dollars whatever and they were saying they were done and tired and at the time we didn't know that you know freddie was going to die like six months later um it's weird they it's weird that they signed that that contract for new albums when everybody in the band knew that he was probably not going to make it but maybe but freddie also seemed like the kind of guy that was so optimistic that he was going to survive i mean think about those last two albums when he was very very sick his voice does not sound bad in any way whatsoever it's like he's giving it everything he's got oh yeah yeah but i always thought that was weird because the industry had written queen off and said that you know they weren't worth this kind of money and then all of a sudden the next year they were like yes they are ba-boom yeah yeah queen's one of those bands that are definitely going to be at the pinnacle of history in my opinion yeah I mean we only talk about like seven or eight composers you know prior to like 1950 but it's because music changed so much after that and when we look back 200 years from now you're going to look at the top 10 like rock and roll bands of all time and Queen is going to be there oh yeah yeah there's one thing I can credit Bohemia I love this song don't get me wrong but if it was anything else Bohemian Rhapsody opened up a whole new generation to them and I absolutely love that about it yeah. As annoying as it is to keep hearing this song and not any of the others, <laughs> but I will say it did bring along a really cool parody from the Muppets. I yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is it for this episode. Our next one is going to be Player's Choice on his side. Um, we are going to, I'm going to let him choose three uh, kind of southern rock bands, you know, something below. Yeah. Below the, uh, what, what do you call it, the northern side? <laughs> you know, we got like ZZ Top, we got Lynn Scared. Um, we got all sorts of... Yeah, th- thank you. Um, I'm gonna, he's going he's gonna to throw a bunch of bands at me and we'll try to put together three that, have a, that, that we can make up 20 songs and uh, that'll be our next episode. We're doing 70s, by the way, I should say that. We're, we're still staying in the 70s. Perfect. Yeah. All right, that is it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, because we, had, I only said that because of this episode we, we moved into the 80s, but we're still like on our course. We're still in the 70s for a while. Okay. That is it, everybody. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter under Hit Rewind. And that is it. Have a good night. How many times did I say that is it? Sorry, everybody. I'm repetitive. I'm stuck. 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 I'm stu